today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. Adam Oldfield, the president and CEO of FPM and FPM3 Marketing is here. Uh, back to our normal time. It's the first time in months we've done this, Adam. Well, you know, I had to talk to our prime minister and discuss about our time. And it's like I said to him, Bill, you know, I understand the crisis is, is very critical, but tech talk needs to be at its regular time. We have many listeners that are depending on the information they get from our show each week, Bill. Well, I, as a matter of fact, I've heard the other side of that story, too, that uh, as soon as he heard that, he says, I'm preempting tech talk. Oh, my God, I'm sorry. <laughs> So he moved it. Actually, he was on uh, on on the networks about twenty five thirty minutes ago. So he's he obviously got the message. You are you pretty pretty adamant about it. Adam being adamant. I, I don't I don't want to. Yeah, I have a lot of clout when it comes to the prime minister and my tech talk. It's like, listen, I don't step on your political shoes. You don't step on my tech talk <laughs> show with Bill Kelly. That's how this works. Well, we've got that straightened away, thankfully, for all of us included. <laughs> hey, i got to ask you, speaking of, of world leaders, um, uh, I'll take uh, idiotic world leaders for 100, Alex. Um, Donald Trump uh, and Twitter, uh, there's so many different aspects to this story. First of all, the fact that they, they put a, a, a codicil there saying, you know, this is BS, by the way, you better fact check this. Uh, this guy has told like 90,000 lies since he's been sworn into office. Uh, I guess the first question I've got is, you know, good on Facebook for saying, yeah, we should check this. Why wait till now? I mean, they, they could have started doing this back in 2016. Well, I think they're probably doing this for a lot of reasons that they were under scrutiny, which you and I had talked about sure. how many times in front of the Senate. So, I mean, their actions of claiming this is probably a necessity is is uh, making them look like a leader when it comes to this. But also the fact that I think Facebook is trying to be a little more proactive when it comes to a resource uh, unit where, you know, they're really trying to grapple this opportunity where people are using Facebook at this time for communication. So with them stepping in line to say it is it is merit to do this and to, to, to create this, I think they're just trying to create a little more sense, especially with the election coming up. They want to be able to not look like they've got a negative uh, situation behind them on, on this whole premise of how they're uh, posting fake news and it's not being regulated. And they did mention during the Senate in, in one of their uh, uh, question periods, what is it Facebook is trying to accomplish? And they've really tried, Facebook particularly, has tried to say, we are governing and, pol and putting policies in place. And I have a feeling that they would be more supportive if they had a, a, a cross or a blanket system that the whole government would regulate. And if Facebook was be able to guide those inputs, Bill, and this is what I see it is, here's Facebook. Facebook saying, we agree with you, we think this is good, but we should also be on that panel to provide advice how it should work. So well, yeah. it's a bit of no those kidding. two things. And, and by the way, it's, it's just, it, the byplay here was interesting. I mean, obviously, Trump's rant was against Twitter uh, because they, they put the editorial comment in there, which, by the way, is just a little blue thing. It's not like they put it in big red letters uh, saying this is all BS. But anyway, he, he reacted in the way that he did. But your, to your point, Facebook, Zuckerberg jumped right in, of course, because he's got his two cents worth in. And i got to tell you, Adam, I was shocked. Shocked, I say, when I found out that Zuckerberg is against any kind of regulation. Uh, that, uh, that doesn't sound like him to me, but, you know, that's the way it is, I suppose. You know, you find out different things of different people during crises, <laughs> Bill. So, you know, this is, this, is, this is where you start to see true colors shine. 
The, here's the other aspect, and I, I, I don't want to go too deep into the weeds on this because this, this is going to be a legal argument for the the, the executive order that he signed. Uh, essentially, it's 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 one clause, I guess, of this bill that was passed some years ago, uh, and and the essence of it is basically uh, it takes some of the protections away from some of these social media platforms that uh, if they put something on there that they think uh, this a guy like Trump thinks is irregular, they can take legal action. But it also, as I was told last night. Uh, leaves guy like Donald Trump, who's a contributor to those platforms, liable to be sued as well. So I think I, it, does, it doesn't sound like this guy did his homework before he signed this order. No, I think what he was doing was pouting and stomping his feet without understanding the ramifications that this is going to come back and bite him. And I think the whole idea of the Internet back when it was first established, and there was a lot of argument in regards to how all, you know, the, the, the whole ruling of Internet is a capable platform for open speech by all. And I think this brings a new system where he put this executive order request in. This is bigger than just the U.S. This is going to impact Canada and, and sure Mexico because the, the, the whole trade deal was tied in under, I think it's chapter 19, I don't know the exact area of it, but the legal elements of this, more or less, I mean, just to make it simple, and you probably brought this up many times, but uh, for everyone who may not know, the whole merit of what what he's trying to say is that uh, when you, uh, social medias, Twitters, Facebooks, or otherwise, anything posted or anything that's mentioned has a uh, sort of protection that you can't get sued uh, for misinformation being shared shared and so what we're seeing with the social media is trying to tag it with a it's been flagged or please be cautious of what you're reading um you know is it fiction not fiction so with what trump's done he's he's more or less instituted a whole new merit of where responsibility lies into social media and could create a massive uh legal situation for everyone involved whether it's the platform the posting individuals and in this case um you know Mr. Trump, or uh, the president of the United States, you're absolutely correct, Bill, would probably back himself in a corner by putting this uh, law in place based on what he posts every day. He would be legally, possibly in, in uh, violation of every law he wants to pass. Well, and one of the first guys in line may well be Joe Scarborough, the host of Morning Joe on MSNBC, because uh, Trump has already posted some slanderous and untrue things about he and a, and a former staff member. Uh, and <laughs> libel action could well be happening. So this, and by the way, the other element of this too is there's a strong legal dis- debate going on right now that the president, notwithstanding you know his own feelings about his own power, uh, doesn't have the power to do this. This is FCC, which is supposed to be uh, regulated independently of the government. So this isn't this isn't going to get settled anytime soon, is it? Oh, no, absolutely not. I, I just think what it does is it opens up a, a, a wide Pandora's box of, well, should it be regulated? And, you know, that what was discussed for since 2016, what he's done is almost rushed it into into a system that is being reviewed quickly. And again, like last time with rushed uh, ruling when it comes from political power, it sometimes doesn't always roll out as clean and clear as it needs to be. So this is going to be trying times. I'm sure we'll be talking about this next week on Tech Talk. All right. How about, uh, here's a little medical help, because I know you always want to get into this, Dem. Are we suffering from Zoom fatigue? Are you, Adam, are you a victim of Zoom fatigue? 
No, I, I am I am an addict of of Zoom. So I'm one of the unique individuals, Bill, as a tech individual. I mean, I have seven monitors. Two of them are probably video conferencing at every given time. So uh, Zoom fatigue, I totally get. People do get tired of having Zoom as an element of exhaustion. You know, you're you're talking to your family, you're looking at them, and you know, you're having this conversation. It's kind of like you know, and you visit your family, and it's like this is nice. I I'm glad I got the catch up, but after a while, it's like I gotta go. It's much it's difficult, uh, much more difficult on Zoom because now it's that like, well, do you really got to go? You don't have to drive anywhere. You're not really 45 minutes away. So <laughs> anyway, people are getting Zoomed out. And God love my mom. I do. And at the end, it's like, I got to go, mom. I know. And the old one was, I got a 40-minute drive. Now it's, no, no, there's 40 more minutes. We can talk about nothing. So at the end, I believe Zoom is an exhaustive part of our life. But here's something for fact. Uh, if you do get an email, this is the latest in Zoom hacking, not only were they being uh, Zoom bombed, but Zoom actually is capable of getting full of malware. This is a fantastic uh, trick. People get emails and they're buying their emails on the dark web, which we talk about regularly. And what they do is they give you a link. And this, this is really interesting, Bill. The link works. You click the link in the email. It takes you to upgrade your Zoom because of security. They're using the security feature as an aspect of that. And what they do is when they get the security downloaded uh, or you download your updated Zoom, inside that is full of malware. And it's giving full access to everything, video, data, content, everything. So if you're getting an email from Zoom saying you need to upgrade for security reasons, folks, that is not the way it works. Do not click it. Do not download it. It doesn't show you got malware. It is literally uh, uh, full of uh, viruses and otherwise. And they are uh, rampant right now. So just keep in mind, don't uh, click to update your Zoom from an email you may receive. What are my uh, buddies at Apple up to these days? Well, we know Apple has come up with a lot of innovative products. We saw it over the years with the iPod. We then, you know, saw it with the iPhone. And now, uh, funny enough, I believe Tech Talk many years ago, we talked about Google goggles. And, you yep, know, and yep. we were, I mean, we even saw it on Big Bang Theory. In fact, we've even talked about, uh, you know, smart glasses from different makers. Well, Apple is probably going to announce this coming year, not only are we going to see Apple glasses, um, it will integrate with augmented reality. It will have virtual reality also integrated with it. Um, uh, there's also going to be a style to it. So don't expect it to look as uh, geeky as what Google came out with. It's going to be very probably trendy, stylish, very much like the AirPods. When they came out, it looked weird. Everyone laughed. Now they're almost a common thing. So Apple glasses are coming. Get ready. And also, Apple not Apple glasses, but smart glasses as a whole from a technology standpoint, point, they're getting very, very robust. As an example, uh, smart glasses coming out, which I believe Apple glasses will include, will have an EEG sensor. Um, I can't say it out loud, but it basically monitors your brain activity. And um, so it has a little diode. It measures the electronic pulse inside your brain. Um, it, it can even track UV lights, which to you, Bill, I know we've got these glasses, you know, you got those kind of shade in the sun kind of idea sunglasses, yeah. but these new smart glasses have a monitor on it, so it actually could track the level of intensity of UV, and it keeps a record of this on your app. 
So smart glasses are not only going to uh, be smarter, they're going to be health-wise. They'll be able to also come with the ability to track people around you when you're wearing them. You'll be able to see individuals if they have a fever. You know, we see all this technology from COVID. They're going to probably be integrated into the glasses. And this one's the coolest. It has a holographic capability that can track your eye movement, meaning it comes with a game where you can imagine putting on smart glasses, Bill, and you can play Tetris by moving your eyes back and forth. <laughs> you probably look like you're nuts, but I'm going to tell you, it's going to be pretty crazy when, when these come out. Listen, but COVID obviously is dominating so many of our aspects of our lives these days. Uh, there's some interesting technologies being developed. I was reading this one that you said to me the other day about medics. It sounds like it yeah. actually might come in pretty handy. This one, we, we, we talked about each week, there's, there's different types of technology as everyone's trying to be prepared, not just for COVID-19, but the future of COVID, if we will. And so this one particularly is called Predict Medics. It's targeted to retailers and, and restaurants and, and, you know, even apartment buildings. The difference between some of the other technology is it goes with more of a general heat scan. It gives sort of an idea of what's your temperature, doesn't take your facial recognition. What this one does, a little more robust, is it does it in large volume. So imagine going to a Tiger Cat game and this product being in existence. Um, what it could do is it actually will scan for, obviously, temperature, uh, should they have a, uh, a, a headache or a fever, uh, but it also does uh, uh, monitoring of, of physical distancing. I saw on the news the other day that uh, I think it was Toronto's drawing circles in parks. Yeah. So people know to stay, you know, in their circle, if you will. So this one actually has a physical distancing capability in the technology that when you're walking into a Ticat game or going into uh, a Bulldogs game, for argument's sake, it will monitor when people are not physical distancing or not wearing a face mask. So it will notify security, let them know, hey, approach the individuals, please, ma'am, sir, you need to step back. Physical distancing is important. Where's your mask? Versus trying to keep an eye on everyone and further uh, having our privacy being violated. So anyway, the technology is getting much more robust when it comes to COVID, and this is going to be a reality in our new shopping experience. Well, and at least in the short term, one of those other realities is personal protection equipment, and that includes gloves and masks. And sadly, if you've been out and about, you've seen a lot of people just throw these things in the garbage or on the ground, unfortunately, uh, because they figure, well, I can only use it once or twice. Uh, now, apparently, there's a way you can clean these things. Yeah, new technology is coming out, and as we hopefully will see less disposable masks and gloves on the ground, um, this is a new feature that's uh, being tested. Um, there's a little bit of a problem with it, and that one problem is that it, it, basically, it takes your N95 mask and it cleans it. So what makes uh, the mask no longer usable is that, number one, uh, it obviously could be infected or could have virus particles on it. Number two is that over a while, uh, it does tend to sort of break down. In this case, what this is a reusable uh, device that would attach to your N95 mask or medical mask and therefore could save thousands of dollars as, as opposed to trying to always order new. Uh, it increases the temperature on the mask to about 70 degrees and uh, it, it burns, I guess, the viruses um, using the carbon fibers in the mask itself. So it takes about 30 minutes 
cleans the mask, uh, and you'll be able to wear it again. Now, the extra cost is about 90 cents a mask. It, it does come with a bit of a fee to it. But think about it, Bill. We're in a day and age where, you know, we don't want to keep filling landfills with viral masks and gloves. So um, the only major setback to this is uh, it comes with a battery, and um, that battery makes it a little heavy. And I think we're going to see some advanced technology in it. But right now, you can get a battery attached to your N95 mask, especially uh, if you want to reuse them in 30 minutes, you could be able to save yourself, A, the aggravation of wondering if it is inf- if it has viruses on it. Two, you're not throwing a lot of masks and gloves into our landfill system. Got just a few seconds left here. I've got to get into the hack of the week, though. We- well, it's a regular thing now, Bill. So this oh, yeah. week goes to, goes to Cafe Press. Cafe Press was an online website. If you love to make custom-made products like mugs or you know T-shirts or hats or whatever, and you want to put your label on it, it was very popular. And the reason why this gets hack of the week is that 23 million accounts are on the dark web right now. And of those, and, and this is of course across the U.S. of uh, in the U.S. particularly, it's probably close to about 19 million. Um, it's been around since 2000. Eight. So uh, the, it got hacked. The information is now currently available. And what's interesting is there's over 600,000 Canadian names on that list, um, including login and passwords. So if you've ever used the website, and even I had to think to myself, what is Cafe Press, Bill? I'm thinking, is this this new website where I order my coffee? Um, anyway, it's a website making promotional items. You probably used it in the past or maybe one day sa- or signed up in the, in the uh, long ago. Your information is probably now on the dark web um so if you haven't changed your password for a while you're definitely going to want to for sure and number two make sure if you do use cafe press you do update your information so hack of the week cafe press i've got a couple of seconds left I, I did this at the end of the one because we are brought to you of course every week by vacuum man and vacuum man is hiring i am bill and we're in a COVID crisis, and I can tell you I'm excited. As a small little business, um, you know, during this time, uh, we talk about our filters and otherwise. We are looking for uh, a, a few good women and men. Um, if you're looking for general labor work or you're, you've got a gas ticket, we're hiring on all fronts. Uh, I encourage you to visit our website, vacuuman.com, um, and we can get you working right away and hopefully get you off of any kind of government subsidy that is available out there. So there are companies hiring, and we're one of them. Excellent stuff. Well, they can check that out, and we'll see you. We'll check with you next week, see how it goes. Adam Oldfield, president and CFO of FPM, FPM3 Marketing, and, of course, Vacuum Man as well. Uh, have a great weekend, Adam. Stay healthy. We'll talk to you in a few days. Thanks, Bill. Take care. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.